Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hey Kim, how are you doing? Welcome to Africa Tech Radio and welcome to Tech Talk. My name is Lillian, but you can call me your brown sugar. You're allowed, don't worry. Anyway, it's time for us to tell you something, right? Uh, we started this thing on Tech Talk where we give you the biggest news of the um, year 2023. And we started with the first quarter, which is already out on all streaming platforms. Just search it on Africa Tech Radio. And now it's time for us to go into Q2, all right? And Q2 started in a tragic turn of events, really, because the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, met an untimely end. Lee, who also served as the chief product officer of Mobicon, was fatally stabbed in San Francisco, California, on April 3. The San Francisco Police Department responded to a stabbing incident on Main Street in Soma, where Lee was found and rushed to the hospital, but unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries. Bob Lee's significant contributions to technology and finance, particularly through the funding of Cash App in 2013, leaves a lasting legacy in the industry and the global community that's the global tech community mourns the loss of this visionary leader may he so rest in peace switching gears the federal government of nigeria took a significant step to support young entrepreneurs in the tech and creative sectors yeah the government by launching the investment in digital and creative enterprises that is the idice program with a fund of 272 million dollars aimed to foster innovation and job creation among Nigerians aged 15 to 35. And this initiative, which was co-founded by international institutions and private sectors, reflects a coordinated effort to boost the growth of innovation in Nigeria's digital tech and creative industries. In regulatory news, the Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Commission, FCCBC in Nigeria, earlier in 2023, approved 173 digital lending applications to operate in the country, with 119 apps receiving full approvals and 54 obtaining conditional approvals. The move was in a bid to protect citizens from unscrupulous practices by digital lending platforms. Yes, and um, Florida Wave was also in the news on the second quarter of 2023. Florida Wave, of course, is a Nigerian fintech unicorn, and they were embroiled in controversy as sources claimed that the company faced a second and third breach in March 2023. Allegedly, fraudsters used Flutterwave accounts to buy USDC on Binance, and it resulted in an estimated 550 million naira being involved in both incidents. Now, Flutterwave, of course, vehemently denied those claims and insisted that their systems were not hacked. Legal actions ensued, with Flutterwave petitioning the police and the courts leading to the freezing of about 295 affected accounts. The situation remains complex with ongoing investigations and legal wrangling. Meanwhile, Google took a stand against predatory lending practices by restricting loan apps on its Play Store from accessing sensitive user data, including photos, videos, and contacts. The policy update was effective uh, May 31st. It aims to address concerns about uh, unethical practices adopted by loan apps globally, particularly in countries like Nigeria and Kenya. Now, let me tell you what happened, right? What loan apps used to do was to call people. If, for instance, I took a loan in loan app and I defaulted, they'll call my the, the, the next of kid or call random content or send a message to all the numbers in that person's contact and say that 
I have a disease like an HIV or something or I am a fraud star or something, defame me and so that everybody my my contact would call me and say, yeah, I'm going to pay your loan. I mean, there are other ways to solve this. They'll also call and call insult the release private information. It was crazy. But now Google has taken a stand because they want to regulate these lending apps and curb their excesses. In a surprising turn of events, Elon Musk's ex-core merged with Twitter Inc. <laughs> According to a court filing, Twitter, as an independent company, no longer exists on paper and it has been absorbed by X-Core. The development aligns with Musk's vision of creating an everything app similar to China's WeChat. He, had, he was silent on the matter at the time of this story and... Now, people call it X, but of course, it's still Twitter, right? <laughs> it's still Twitter, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Because I still ask, what do you call a tweet? Do you still call it a tweet since it's no longer Twitter? Or do you call it a, an X on X? I don't know. I don't know. Moving on, Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, faced a legal order from Kenya's high court to severe ties with its main content moderator, Sama, and Mejorel in the country. The court's decision complicated Meta's position as the defendant in a lawsuit brought by 43 content moderators accusing Meta and its partners of discrimination and unlawful dismissals. Now, the moderators, former employees of Sama, successfully halted their layoff which was planned by Meta and Sama in Q1 uh, 2023. However, a report in March highlighted that Mejorel, uh, Meta's replacement for Sama, was allegedly providing poor pay and worse living conditions to its workers. The court orders explicitly also directed Meta not to engage third parties for content moderation in the eastern and southern African region, including Mejorel, pending further legal proceedings. Additionally, the court mandated Meta to engage only Sama for content moderation needs in Sub-Saharan Africa. In response, Bajaral expressed concern and said that this court order you guys have given to us jeopardizes our business because we have already invested in setting up a hub, we have recruited hundreds of content moderators and Sama, on their own hand, explained that their contract with Meta had expired and it led to a significant wage bill without corresponding work for the moderators. Now, Meta was awaiting the outcome of petitions for Sama and Majorel, right? But it already reportedly engaged the services of another undisclosed content moderation partner for the Kenyan market, and it sparked contempt of court claims by the, the petitioners. The legal saga added another layer of complexity to Meta's content moderation practices in the region, and it raised a lot of questions about the company's commitment to addressing labor issues and ensuring fair working conditions for its content moderator. The legal brouhaha did not end because Kenya's High Court issued an order prohibiting Meta from using any third-party content moderation company other than Sama for examining its platform's content, right? And this is after Meta, Meta reportedly disregarded the earlier instructions for you know, Meta to work solely with Sama until the case about Sama's working conditions was heard. Yeah, crazy. Meanwhile, let's move back to Nigeria and tell you about what happened with Motor Choice because they increased their prices. Motor Choice Nigeria, the satellite TV provider, announced an increase in the price of DSTV and GoTV packages in response to Nigeria's rising inflation. The price adjustment was um, effective from May 1, 2023, and it ranged from 
as 16.3% to 18.6% for different packages. The company cited economic challenges impacting its operations as the reason for the price review. While subscribers have expressed mixed reactions, with some understanding the challenges faced by Motor Choice, while others are disappointed. They're like, you know what? I think I'm going to stick with my streaming platforms. If I want to watch news, I'll go to YouTube. If I want to watch movies, I'll go to Amazon Prime or Netflix. What am I using uh, DSTV for anyway? <laughs> DST, isn't it? Um, moving on, Smart Identity, a KYC compliance and ID verification startup laid off eight employees as part of its efforts to focus on profitability and product development. Now, I said I was going to talk about startups that, you know, folded and startups that did massive layoffs in the year 2023. Well, this move comes after the company completed a $20 million Series B funding round in February of 2023. And they also acquired Ghanaian identity verification software AppRoof in April 2023. Now, despite these recent developments, the layoffs indicate a strategic shift to achieve profitability targets. Well, we're still talking about the biggest news of the year 2023 in the tech space. And we did the first quarter already. This is the second quarter. Third and fourth will still come your way. All you need to do is just keep your ears and your eyes peeled to africatechradio.com. Okay. Now, in continuation of this Q2, I have to go back to Kenya. Kenya. The government, though, they propose amendments to the finance bill for 2023, right? And amongst all the items of that bill was the inclusion of taxation of payments made to digital content creators. Yeah. The proposed legislation suggested a 15% withholding tax on payments made to digital content creators. The definition of digital content monetization has been expanded to include uh, various types of content and services potentially affecting creators, goods, and subscription services. Also, we woke up to the news from Nigeria that said that Nigerian Broadcasting Commission, which is the NBC, has been barred from imposing fines and broadcast stations by ruling in Abuja. Now, the court stated that the NBC had no power to sanction broadcast organizations and its actions conflicted with the Constitution. <laughs> Violating the doctrine of separation of powers, and the ruling came after NBC imposed fines on several broadcast stations in the past to alleged breaches of broadcasting codes. Now, these developments reflect the evolving landscape and the challenges of the media. And for one, I have mixed feelings about this, right? Um, does it give broadcast stations free reigns to do whatever they want? And um, a lot of people have paid a lot of fines for things that they tell you. I, I'm telling you that this is not worth fining me for. So, like I said, mixed feelings. Let's move on to talk about the CBN, shall we? <laughs> the CBN of Nigeria, that's the Central Bank of Nigeria. It revoked the operating licenses of 132 microfinance banks, four primary mortgage banks, and three finance businesses for non-compliance. Now, the revocation was based on factors such as season operations, failure to comply with conditions, failure to fulfill obligations. The CBN emphasized the importance of compliance with the banks and other financial institutions uh, act as a B, a Bofia Act of 2020. Moving on, Google introduced a new image search feature called About This Image. I tried using it uh, recently, and for me, I'd rather use my Samsung reverse image search than using that. Honestly. 
but let's say it's still on the on the maintenance or on the development but the image feature aimed to combat the spread of misinformation by allowing users to check if an image is generated by ai and providing information about the origin uh during christmas period a lot of people posted the same pajamas uh legs like they put a picture imagine you just took a picture of your legs with your loved one like a significant other you are wearing pajamas with socks and there's yes you're lying in front of a tree and you just take pictures of your legs and post it do you know how many people claimed that picture was theirs because there's no face to it so no face no case so if you had just gone to google and searched the you know image you'd know that this is a fake like it is not your friend's picture is actually a celebrity's picture or something yeah so you would get if the image is generated by ai and to also give you more information about its origin it offer contextual details including the indexing dates initial appearance presence on other pl platforms amongst others and google is collaborating with platforms like midjourney and shutterstock to label ai generated content now in south africa something is really really afoot yeah, because in the first quarter, the second quarter of 2023, um, there was this uh, high surge in electric vehicle sales in South Africa, despite a 15-year power crisis and the high electric vehicle prices. Yeah, I mean, South Africa has seen a surge in electric vehicle sales. The National Association of Automobile Manufacturers of South Africa reported that Electric vehicle sales in Q1 2023 have already surpassed more than half of 2022's total sales. This was in the second quarter of 2023. So you're telling me that in Q1, they have sold more electric vehicles than they have sold in 2022, the entire 2023. That is so, oh, there's something going on. I think we should find out what, so that we can be better prepared. Is there an apocalypse coming or something? And then Patricia. Hmm. Digital assets marketplace Patricia reported a security breach on its retail trading application in 2022. It resulted in the loss of $2 million. Do you know what that is? The breach, which affected Bitcoin and Naira assets, led to a temporary suspension of withdrawals. Patricia came out and they claimed to have identified one of the culprits and is taking legal action against the syndicated group responsible. And the company underwent internal restructuring in response to the incident and oh boy recently i had news about one of the suspects of patricia's hack but that is what i'm telling you today you will hear that one later something else that rocked the q2 of 2023 was the removal of few subsidies yes it impacted a lot of people especially the the ride hailing apps it was crazy oh my god i was in abuja when i first heard that was the inauguration of the president of nigeria and he said from now on there is no more full subsidy we're removing it that is how it prices that is how prices were soaring people were telling me that how much did the uber charge you i'll tell them they say you add two thousand on it though you add one thousand on it there's no fuel. i cannot even buy fuel. the fuel is expensive oh my god i was scared i said this one that abuja is didn't do me like this lagos will just cut off my head because abuja's transport was relatively cheaper than lagos so what is happening what happened ah hmm. 
Customers are opting for public transportation to manage expenses. Drivers expressed the satisfaction. They stated that the increased ride fares still did not cover the operating costs. And ride-hailing companies like Uber and Bolt face challenges in balancing fare adjustment to drivers um, to address drivers' needs and also trying to avoid potential decrease in petrolage because. When the drivers are ranting and telling me, oh, the price of fuel have increased, I said, it'd be like saying it is an outlaw that did this country. Because as your own, they increase. As your own, they do you. That's why they do us. We follow you, did this country. Do you understand me? When the country together is affecting me too, it means that my money has reduced. It means I'm paying too much for transport. So what are you talking about? Anyway, that led to both demanding, that's the boat riders, demanding a higher base fare for, you know, to offset increase operating costs particularly after the recent the fuel price hike and they did this through the amalgamated union of app-based transport workers of nigeria they pushed for a 200 percent increase in fares but both maintained its stance on lower minimum fare well that has changed now i can tell you that much the union threatened to resist and stop working if ride-hailing companies did not adjust their prices they also highlighted the financial strain on drivers and i'll say that again Financial strain on on passengers too. I feel for you, but we are not your enemy, bro. You should not. Do you know how much fares are now? Oh God. Anyway, to reply, Bolt introduced a new a six thousand naira daily bonus with conditions such as completing a specific number of trips and working a minimum number of hours. How? Uh, but drivers expressed satisfaction with those conditions and suggested that Bolt should con- consider reducing the commission instead. Right? And they emphasized the need for a prize review. Well, prize was reviewed. I don't know about the rest. You'll find out in the rest of the quarters. Now, let me tell you that the Securities and Exchange Commission in Nigeria declared Binance activities illegal. Uh, they said that the platform was neither registered nor regulated by the commission and the ban further restricted access to cryptocurrency for Nigerians. The SEC warned investors about the risks associated with crypto assets and directed Binance Nigeria Limited to cease soliciting Nigerian investors immediately. The move followed global regulatory challenges faced by Binance and impacting the crypto market. I will give you the update on Binance next time we talk about Q3 because I told one of my colleagues, I said, this is the only time, maybe one of the only times that the government will say, you see, we told you so because they did tell us so. Now, YouTube also was in the news, right? They relaxed their eligibility rules for the YouTube Partner Program YPP, which made it easier for new content creators to start in from the platform. Previously, the creators needed 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 valid public watch hours or 10 million valid public shorts views to qualify for YPP, which is so, so much. The new rules now allows creators to apply once they reach 500 subscribers upload three public videos in the last 90 days and either accumulates 3,000 watch hours in the past year or receive 3 million short views in the last 90 days. The move was seen as a positive step for smaller creators, providing them with the opportunity to monetize their content earlier in their YouTube careers. Now, President Bolatinobu signed Nigeria Data Protection Bill 2023 into law. It introduced a legal framework for data protection in the country. The new law established the Nigeria Data Protection Commission. It replaced the Nigeria Data Protection Bureau. The commission will be responsible, according to them, the commission was said to be responsible for 
issuing regulations, imposing penalties, and ensuring compliance with data protection standards. And the law outlined principles for processing personal data, lawful basis for processing, and the rights of data subjects. The establishment of the regulatory framework is really a significant step towards safeguarding personal information and addressing the increasing incidence of data breaches in Nigeria. Speaking of data breaches, Aglade, which is a Nigerian fintech company, a fintech startup backed by Techstar, experienced an internal breach resulting in a loss of $214,000. And the hack targeted the company's backend infrastructure. The CEO, Lee Victor, confirmed the incident and Glade reported the breach to law enforcement agencies and investigations at that time were ongoing. The incident added to the Areas of cybersecurity challenges faced by Nigerian financial service providers and in recent times faced by Nigerian financial service providers in recent times. Additionally, Glade's co-founder Temitokwe Ndei left the company, cited disagreements in the running of the business and being sidelined by the CEO, Lee Victor. And all of this is what happened in Q2. So the notable, notable tech news of q2 in 2023 okay we have been taking you down memory lane in a retrospective podcast to keep you caught up next time i'll be here with q3 and q4 <laughs> you're welcome my name is lily and you're listening to tech talk on africa tech radio thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com